smartphone, tune-in radio app via Alexa. We are WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans, 1061 Nash Icon. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca Bicates, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive with locations throughout the New Orleans area, Segnet Landing Restaurant and Swamp Tours in West Wego, Petri Transport Services, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk sports in substantive fashion with informed guests. To join in the conversation, call 504 260 1061. Now, here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and Delgado Baseball. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access, the Monday Night Edition here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and we're at NashFM1061.com. Our tune-in app available anywhere in the world for you to listen in via iHeart. And of course, Alexa will take care of you at home. If you can't pick up radio, she'll be glad to do it. You can always check out our podcast following the show and you can do so by going to CrescentCitySports.com, just clicking on the podcast listing on the left, and you'll be able to access what was on the air previously. And, of course, you can always email me. It's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com, or call the show at 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 to join in the conversation. Love to hear from you. As we talk about the Saints, talk about the Pelicans, talk about Tulane and the hiring of John Sumrall officially, we'll visit with Jimmy Orno, former Tulane player of the Fear the Wave Collective, later on in the show to get Jimmy's take on the fundraising efforts as a result of the changing coaches. We'll also get into things with regard to LSU and All-American status and who's in and who's out and who's playing and who's not. All of that to come as we march on on this Monday night. We'll start off by talking about the New Orleans Saints. They're tied for first again, for whatever that's worth. Six and seven with the Buccaneers, who have the tiebreak edge right now, and the Falcons. Of course, the Saints still have a game with each one of those teams, one at Tampa, one at home against Atlanta. And the Saints get the Giants this coming Sunday at home, and the Giants are playing tonight, so they'll be on a short week and traveling to play the Saints next Sunday. Joining us now to talk about the Saints from SI.com, among many entities, John Hendricks. John, it's always a pleasure. Good to have you on with us, buddy. Same here, man. I hope you're doing well, and uh, Christmas will be here before you know it, but happy holidays to you, sir. Yeah, looking forward to Christmas. Uh, always do. Looking forward to the turn of the year and everything else that goes along with it and in between all the different functions that, that are part and parcel of it and got past our Saints Hall of Fame week and got past state championship games in high school football, so breathing a little bit easier. And the Saints are breathing a little bit easier, too, because 
for a while at 14 to 6, and Carolina with a chance to make it 14 to 9. Uh, looked like it could be a disastrous afternoon at the Caesars Superdome, but it turned out okay. Saints uh, awakened in the fourth quarter and, you know, win 28 to 6. Of course, the score is misleading. It wasn't that demonstrative a victory, and of course, it also came against a very bad team. Carolina's won one game, and they're all that. They don't have any weapons on offense. Their rookie quarterback is just shell-shocked and has no protection, and he's inaccurate. And, and while their defense is pretty good, they're, they're just a bad football team. Yeah, look, I think it's one of those wins where you look at it, and I think you look at it and say, you don't know how to feel, right? I mean, a win's a win. You needed it. And, you know, I wrote the other week coming into this, this game against the Panthers that this team was going to draw a parallel to the 2021 squad because that squad was 5-7, and seven, and they had two games. They, they beat the Jets, and then they beat the Bucks on the road, um, and that 9 nothing shutout of Tom Brady that we all remember, and then they got back to 7-7. Seven and seven. So I, I expect this team – I expected this team to win. I, I think when you looked at how it unfolded, you know, it, it looked promising to start. They were getting the ground game going with Alvin Kamara. I think Jamal Williams had his best game uh, as a saint for sure but they were getting that ground game going despite not having Taysom Hill and you get into the red zone and such and you start to have some of the issues that you don't have Taysom Hill right and then obviously groupie misses the, the chip shot field goal which is, is right on cue with how this Saints season goes but you know I, I mean offensively it wasn't great they did get a win uh, they woke up in the fourth quarter but man this is a, if you look at it these playoff teams that are here in the NFC, if you play like that, you're not going to win those games. And I think that's the biggest takeaway. Yes, they won. They're 6-7, and seven, three-way tie for the NFC South. And Tampa did them a favor by beating Atlanta. It sets up something that we probably believe. I don't think any of the NFC South teams are going to get in as a wild card. Saints aren't going to have that fortune either. I mean, if they, they can put together a care, I think they're going to get back to 7-7. Seven and seven sets up the main three games at the end of the season. That's going to be the real test of this squad. But, you know, look, you look at that fancy game, it was okay. But, again, given the opponent, you know, it, you expect it probably better. It certainly looks like 9-8 and eight would be good enough to win this division at this stage. And if you get to 7-7, seven and seven, well, got to win two out of three. And, of course, if those two were against division opponents, it, you know, likelihood would result in you getting there. But that's wishful thinking with the way this team's played, just not very well overall. So Derek Carr, the revelation that he has broken ribs, and this is not a surprise. Uh, give the guy a lot of credit. He's tough. He's played hurt. He wants to play. The organization obviously feels like they're better with him at less than 100% than Jameis Winston or anyone else for that matter. And they've invested in him largely. And there, there is a defense for him in the sense that he hasn't played bad. He just hasn't played good enough. I've said that from day one. There are moments when you like what you see, and there are other moments you don't like what you see. Certainly not playing to the investment made in him, but it's not all on him. The offensive line has not passed protected well. At times hasn't passed blocked well. Receivers have been inconsistent. You know, Alvin Kamara is still good but not great, and they haven't gotten much out of Jamal Williams, and Kendry Miller has been hurt. The whole year so uh, it, it, it really is a mixed bag it's not just on the quarterback but he gets the most attention obviously yeah look and and you come into the season 
And, and Dennis Allen said the most important thing they, they, they wanted to do is solve the quarterback position. And, again, they wanted somebody that can manage the game, lead some fourth-quarter comebacks, do all these types of things that, that Derek Carr had on his resume. And, look, I mean, you just look at some of the things that have happened. It, it's just been uncharacteristic. And, again, uh, Dennis Allen talks a lot about playing complementary football, and, and I've said it plenty of years that this team, when they're not in sync in all phases, they just can't win a game. And so the offensive struggles in the red zone, I mean, it's just kind of ludicrous to see how, how bad they were in the red zone to start the season and stuff. And even when they find a groove, you know, it seems to be full of gold because it would be bad the next week and then it looked okay. So it's just been this up and down cycle. And, and yes, the receiving core has been off. I mean, and that's the thing is every Skill position, I think, has had a, an off game or off week or off this, you know, and, and including the quarterback position or the offensive line was off early. And so I, I think that's the biggest thing is that this team has not found a perfect harmony to play a full 60 minutes of, of football. But, you know, look, and, and look at the game for uh, the Panthers and, you know, 60 minutes, Derek Carr, he got sacked once. But there were some times where he's throwing the football away. He's got to pull the trigger, too. So it's like, you know, you look at some of the things, obviously having 37 passing yards going into the fourth quarter, that's just not good. I mean, you have a lead. But, again, if you're doing that against a San Francisco, a Dallas, a Philly, a Detroit, or any of these teams that are in the postseason mix, you're not going to win these games. You've got to get somebody something more from that position, especially if you're going into the postseason, if that's your aspiration, because – if they play like this, you know, going into the postseason, it's going to feel great, but they're just going to get trounced at home if they're hosting that wild card game, and it's going to leave everybody scratching their head saying, you know, we kind of really saw this coming. Couldn't agree more. John Hendricks with us and talking Saints, and I can't ever recall an easier schedule than this. This is the lightest schedule. I've been here all my life and watched the Saints since 1967. I've never seen a schedule this light and this easy, which is all the more reason why you have to be a little bit disappointed with what you've seen thus far. Uh, everybody wants to talk about Karin McCoy. Look, uh, I get it. Uh, it's a reporter's job to ask the question. You ask the question, you move on. And that was asked of both. It's, in my estimation, I don't want to say much ado about nothing, but it's, it's overblown. These things happen all the time. And you heard the love afterwards and the apology afterwards and everything else. Some people still want to make more of that. Look, if you didn't have passion, if you didn't get upset, then I think there was a real problem. Frankly, I'm glad to see there's some vinegar. Yeah, no, I agree. And look, I know both of those guys and being around in the locker room every single day and just talking to these guys. It, it is a microcosm of things that have gone on. And look, when tempers do flare, again, you look at past teams, you've seen this happen before. You've seen Drew get ha furious on the sideline. You've seen... Jameis Winston beef at Traquan Smith on the sideline. You've done, you've seen a lot of these things before. And again, it's not good optics, but of course they were able to re rebound, respond. They were able to do everything. Both took ownership of it. You know, Eric McCoy, he said, you know, look, I, I, it's on me. I lost my cool. He said, I'm sorry, Derek Carr. I'm sorry. You know, they, they figured it out and it's water under the bridge. And so, Anybody that's going to keep manufacturing drama off of this, like, it, it, Dennis Allen kind of just said it best, just stop. You know what I mean? Really? Is, is there yep. four games left in this season, and if it goes 
to, to the to, to the wayside, then maybe you bring some of that back open. But this locker room is still together. It has been together. Even last year when they weren't doing well, it was together. I mean, these players are playing for each other. They, if, if In case in point, if they didn't want to, if they didn't care, they wouldn't have put forth the effort last week against the, or the week before against the, the uh, Lions and such. But, you know, again, the pulse on this team, and everybody I talk to in the locker room, and that's every single week, they're still together. They're still fine. Everything happens and, and, and such. And you just work those types of things out. And it's happened with Michael Thomas. It's happened with Chris Olave. It's happened with all these guys. And so, look, it's a lot of, of self-reflection and cards. You know, it, it doesn't matter who said what and what, who was right and who was wrong. It's fixed. It's finished. Move on. You brought up Michael Thomas. Uh, in my opinion, he should never play another down for the New Orleans Saints. What he did was despicable, and it was wrong, and it's everything that's wrong with team sports, aside from the fact that he's been hurt basically for three years and he was an average contributor this year and going to blame somebody else and you're going to rip teammates on social media. That just, that just doesn't compute whatsoever. I got to believe he's gone at the end of this year. Yeah, I mean, again, the optics don't look good, you know, and, and the thing is, I think when Mike's not able to play, he wants to shift the blame onto somebody else or take it out on somebody else about why he, he you know, he's not on the field. And, you know, again, I, I think he kind of hinted at it that the reason he wasn't on the field was because the Vikings turf, and that was the biggest reason. And, of course, if he wants to blame Carr for throwing that pass, all this other stuff, I mean, it, it is what it is, but at the same time, you know, coming into the season, we knew Mike wasn't wasn't going to be 2019 Mike. He wasn't going to be that offensive player of the year. He was going to handle things. He's going to take some some safety help off over the top. He's going to draw sometimes some double teams. He's going to do a lot of things that command respect that Michael Thomas brings to the table. But again, the reality is he is he got hurt again, and he's not going to be available. Uh, you know, I think most of these guys with him and Lattimore. Um, I think this team misses Marshawn Lattimore way more than they do Michael Thomas right now. I'll say that. But, um, you know, they, they got a chance to come back on the short week against the Rams. And so, again, we're going to find out because I think Mike's ready to go and he's, he's able. They're going to put him out on the field. And so he's going to need to be together with this oneness. I know that the optics don't look good. Again, he's going to be a free agent after this year. I know the door isn't closed on him, but at the same time, it sounds like things might have to change a little bit in some aspects if he does hang around. But I just don't know if it's worth the investment. If if you 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 know they really like A.T. Perry, they like Shaq Davis, they like a lot of these young guys who've got yeah. to step up. Mike's the guy who's got the experience. So, yep, right there with you. With regard to the secondary, I I really think the cornerback position is the best position on the team. One healthy, Lattimore obviously is extremely talented and, and one of the better corners in the league. But Alante Taylor, Paulson, and Debo are good players. And, you know, there's, there's real promise for Yadam too. And he played a good game yesterday. And, and then at the safety spot, I know they like Howden. And Howden had some really good moments yesterday. And he might be the future there. So looks to me like, you know, they've got some, you know, some promise there in that particular area of the team. Yeah, no, I think there's no, no nothing to take away from those guys. I think Adiba's been playing outstanding. I think Adam's been playing fantastic as well. Taylor's had his bumps and bruises learning the spot, but I think he makes up for it in a lot of ways. I really love Jordan Howden. I think he's a, a diamond in the rough that they found, and I think he's going to take out Marcus May for next year because May's been a, another story of just a guy who can't stay healthy and be on the field. Yep. And so 
I think he's going to be his replacement there. And so, and, and what I mean by Lattimore being on is he's able to take away virtually half of the field, you know. And so I think that helps and bodes well for this defense and the scheme. And not saying that's the big reason why they've gotten to the slow starts or why they're getting torched or stuff, but I just think with Marshawn back in the lineup, again, it's great because I remember the years where they didn't have secondary depth. I remember when you're like, well, I guess we'll see what, you know, Brian Dixon has or. Uh, what you have in some of these other guys uh, and such, whatever the case may be. And, you know, thank goodness that they're not in that point. Um, But, you know, look, overall, the secondary is very underrated, in my opinion. I think they've done a fantastic job overall this season. You know, again, a lot is made about them getting torched by Sam Laporta. But, you know, look at what they did do against Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, limiting him to two catches, and one of them was a big one. But they virtually took him out of the game and such. So it's it's been a nice welcomed addition to see a strong secondary. I think Joe Woods and Marcus Robertson have done a fantastic job back there. But, look, this team definitely needs a Marshawn Lattimore just in the mix because I think it helps his team. You saw it last year when he was able to come back and play against the Eagles in that game, just the energetic energy boost that they got from him and the way he plays. So it's just one of those things where, again, you look at the Rams, that's going to be a, a, a real big vertical attack, attack with um, Matthew Stafford and their talented receivers. So I think he's a guy that needs to come back, but I've really been impressed with what the secondary has been able to do this season. You know, one guy that simply has been invisible is Juwan Johnson. He's coming off a really good season in the offseason, had a good training camp. You really thought he'd explode. He's done little or nothing. And, you know, Foster Morrow is not really a receiving tight end. We knew that coming in. And, and then there's Jimmy Graham and everybody clamoring from him to, to get more balls. It's not that he hasn't had snaps. He's had snaps. Uh, he's just not been targeted. Uh, yes, he was inactive quite a bit. But, you know, it, it seems to me now that there might be a little bit more trust that exists between uh, the Saints, their coaching staff, Carr and Graham. Yeah, no, I agree. And, again, that's something I wrote about uh, with my takeaways. You know, you want to be playing your best ball in December and beyond, right? And Jimmy Graham's a guy that you can't afford not to play going forward. I just think that that's the point is that, you know, even if he is playing less than five snaps and he's in the red zone, he gives you so many options. It's just one of those things where you look at him and says, you throw a ball up to your big tight end, a 50-50 ball, he's going to come away with that. Or if he shows the, that he can juke a, a, a corner, a Tracy Walker guy, you know, against the Lions. Those are the types of things you pay him to do, and that's why you brought him in. And so, again, a lot of people, and including myself, you know, wondering, you know, well, why haven't has he been on since? Have and we seen him more? All these types of things. But you know, with with again, a prime example, Dwan Johnson. He hasn't had a, a good season, right? And and I don't know for whatever reason, because again, he had a strong training camp. He had some good connection with Carr. I just don't know what's going on necessarily there. I think he's still a great player, but I think there's obviously a lot of mouths to feed in this offense as well. But, you know, hopefully Juwan figures this out because he's got another year on his contract for sure. And and with Graham, he's just one of those guys that you look at him and say, okay, when you need a spark, when you need to move the football, when you need to, to get in the red zone, even if he's just a decoy, he's able to do so many things for you. And so I, I think he's got to play – in these final four games, and hopefully they can get them into the postseason, at least try. Yeah, no doubt. And then, of course, with the rest of the schedule, look, they've got to beat the Giants. I mean, the Giants are not very good. They're on a third quarterback. They're on a short week. They've got to travel. You figure to get a little bit healthier. You're favored. 
And again, you can't take anything for granted with this Saints team, but you got to figure they're going to win that game. And if they do, it really does come down to being able to beat the Bucks and the, the Falcons. I mean, regardless of what they do in the other game, if they can win those games, it looks like they'll be in. Yeah, look, I agree too, and, and I wouldn't leave it to chance. I'd say they need to win all three of those. I mean, mm-hmm. in a perfect yeah. world, they win their final five, right? And so, mm-hmm. again, if, if they lose to the Giants, I think that's a really telling thing um, on this coaching staff because I just don't see how you would lose to Carolina or lose to this other Giants team, right? And, again, it's any given Sunday, but you just can't do it. You've got to get back to 7-7, seven and seven, and then that sets up – at least those final three games, you might get some outside help. But Saints did say at the end of November that they're not hoping on, on and banking on anybody else to help them out. And so, again, I think their best course of action here is just to win out. And, and maybe that could get you a wild card if you can't get the division. But it is possible to get the division. And so I, I don't know. I think that Rams game is going to be a little bit tricky for them, myself, uh, especially come wor- a short week. Um, going out to the West Coast, that's always been a, a hard thing to do. Um, but, you know, they've got to at least beat Tampa and Atlanta to position themselves at least to have the division for sure. Um, but, you know, again, you can't go in and based off of everything that happened on Sunday and go loose to the Giants. That would just be worst-case scenario. And then you're forced to a situation where you have to win all three of those last games. And I just don't know if it's going to go in their favor if that's the case. But this team is, is focused on one opponent at a time, one week at a time, one game at a time, which is obviously cliche or the mantra for many. But, you know, the Giants, that's all that's on their mind. They've got to beat the Giants. They've got to come up with a game plan that's going to work. Um, you know, Tyrod Taylor might be back on there. We're not sure. But if it's Tommy DeVito, you just can't let somebody like that come into the Superdome and beat you. It just would be rock bottom for this team. John Hendricks, SI.com, read his fine work there. Follow him on Twitter at John J. Hendricks. John, we appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much, and keep up the excellent work here. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate you as always, and have a good rest of your show, man. You got it, buddy. Thank you, John Hendricks. And again, you can read his work at SI.com. It's 504-260-1061, 504-260-1061. Still to come, we'll visit with Jimmy Ornone of the Green Wave Collective, the Fear the Wave Collective, the fundraising arm for NILs for Tulane University on the new coach, John Sumrall. But when we return, we'll get some comments from John Sumrall and some thoughts on LSU as well. That's next when we continue with more of All Access here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Hey, this is Tim Duncan, Vice President of Athletics at your New Orleans Privateers. Join me every Tuesday at 3 p.m. for the Nola's Team Radio Show. We'll discuss the latest in privateer sports with our coaches, student-athletes, and some of our most famous alum. Join us on 1061 Nash Icon, your privateer sports network. And remember, Nola's Team, we are your crew. Let's go, privateers. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. 
Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 216 9922. That's 1 800 216 9922. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1 800 216 9922. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Oh, I think we're lost again. Wait, what does that sign over there say? Caution, wildlife crossing? No, next to it. If you're a 60 year older, you may be at increased risk of serious consequences from RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, compared to adults younger than 60. Ouch, I didn't know that. Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. RSV vaccines, including Pfizer's, are available. Learn more at bewareofrsv.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. <coughs> oh, this cold. Honey? <laughs> honey? Honey, you need DayQuil Severe Honey. DayQuil Severe Honey gives you powerful cold and flu symptom relief with a honey-licious taste. Because life doesn't stop for a cold. Okay, I'm ready to go. <coughs> Now I'm getting a cold. Honey. Try DayQuil Severe Honey for powerful cold and flu relief. DayQuil Severe with honey flavor. The daytime coughing, aching, stuffy head, fever, honeylicious, power through your day, medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. And Doug. With Liberty Mutual, you can customize and save hundreds on your car insurance. But what to buy with those savings? Yep, I bought a sound effects machine. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Savings may vary underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates excludes Massachusetts. Liberty, 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 Liberty. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles, with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-736-6158 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-736-6158. That's 800-736-6158. What do you have to lose? Call 800-736-6158. Again, 800-736-6158. Each year, dozens of deserving veterans ride for free in the Legion of Mars parade courtesy of the crew. Donate to the Mars Hero Fund to sponsor a hero's ride. Go to legionofmars.com to learn more and become a member of the Red, White, and Blue crew. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. With a Chalupa Supreme, beefy five-layer burrito, crunchy taco, cinnamon twist, and medium drink, Taco Bell's $5 cravings box is packed as ever. And $5 as ever. Get one at Taco Bell stores for a limited time only while supplies last. Contact store for price and participation, which vary. Drinks excludes freezes. Tax extra. Very, very busy this afternoon. Eastbound I-10 at Irish Bayou. Two right lanes are blocked. 
traffic is crawling from Bullard Avenue and eastbound I-10 from the high rise. The twin spans has taken 70 minutes. It's over. It's almost an hour delay right now. Also seeing westbound I-10 between Causeway Boulevard and Clearview Parkway. Left lane block stop and go traffic from 610. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Calling all listeners, what's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and All Access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Right here with us on this Monday night. We'll touch on the Pelicans later. They play the Timberwolves tonight at home. Team with the best record in the NBA. We'll touch on LSU coming up as well. But today was the day that... Tulane University introduced its 42nd head coach in the history of the football program. He is former Green Wave assistant John Sumrall, who comes from Troy, where he was 23-4 and as the head coach in two years. To say that Sumrall won the press conference would be accurate. Everybody was impressed. Everybody was enthused. Let's listen to some of the comments from today's press conference from new Tulane head football coach John Sumrall. Why Tulane? The opportunity to coach at a world-class academic institution that pursues excellence in all things, including football, that resides in the city of New Orleans in Uptown, that's got a vibrant culture, and it's full of life. You know, if you're juiceless, you're useless, and this city's got a lot of juice. The commitment to football has been made very clear. And I believe in what lies ahead is big. This program, as the head coach here, as I addressed in my previous stop, it will always be about the players. It will be players first. Last time I checked, if there were no student athletes and there were no players, there would be no football coaches. They wouldn't need me. This job's not about me. It's about others, and I will serve the young men in our program in every way possible, academically, on the field, socially, character, spiritually, leadership. It's about whole person development. We will do life with the young men that we coach. One of the greatest honors as a coach, young men that are here today, that I had the privilege of being a part of when they played here. And then the text messages that I've received, they go back the span of almost 20 years now, which I'm that old. I've been coaching for almost 20 years. It's amazing. Um, But the messages from all the young men who I've been able to associate with through this great game that have had just as big of an impact on my life as I've had on theirs. But it'll always be about the players. It always has been. It always will be. We will assemble a staff that is committed to serving and developing. We want people who give and don't take. It's not about how much can you take, it's about how much can you give. Recruiting here will start at home. It already has. New Orleans has great football in the high schools and the local surrounding area. And I can promise you we will darken the door of every one of them before I leave this area. Um, We want the best to stay here at home. The beautiful thing is we have a national brand now too. And so we have the opportunity to go out and attract the best of the best in all areas. And while I want the best 
from New Orleans to stay at home, um, we have the opportunity to attract the best nationally as well. And we will do uh, a great job in turning over every rock to find who fits the culture of Tulane and wants to achieve championship level football. The mission of our program, it really does not change. Some of these things are similar and they come with me. We will develop men of character who will earn their degree, they will win championships, and they'll make a positive community impact at large. Our vision is to win conference championships. Winners win, and I'm a winner, and we're gonna win. I told the young, young man in the team meeting yesterday that uh, some of my exit meetings with our players at Troy, and I stayed for a couple of days when maybe they would have liked for me to get here, but I needed to hug some necks and shake some hands and shed a few tears with the guys. And then one or two of them, uh, they might have wanted to punch me at first, but we ended up making up. But what, I told, what I tell all my guys is, look, you don't want to fight me because I, I don't fight fair, I'm going to win. Our vision here is we're going to win conference championships. We're going to win bowl games. I'm telling you right now, I'm speaking into existence. We're going to make the college football playoff, and we're going to win it. There's a real strong promise from new head coach John Sumrall at Tulane. Considering Troy Dannon said that can't be done at Tulane, it certainly can be done at Washington. So strong words from John Sumrall, strong, convicted speech today and I think everybody was very impressed with what he had to say you have to be impressed with what he's done where he's been and what he's accomplished and I think this was an outstanding hire by Tulane University I don't think Tulane could have made a better hire than this good news for LSU today the Tigers get two first team All-Americans Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors both named first team All-Americans today Edgerin Cooper of Texas A&M, who went to Covington High School, also named first-team All-American. So congratulations to him, too. So some local ties that bind where that's concerned. Of course, the fallout from Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman Trophy remains, and haters will be haters. The ones in other parts of the country that didn't like it are not going to like it, but the majority did, and he deserved it, and he won. Now the question becomes, Twofold. Is he going to play in a bowl game or not? And what is his draft status? Where will he go? Right now, it's, it's a little bit all over the map. He looks like a first rounder, but some have him early first round. Some have him late first round. I think right now, in all likelihood, the reality is probably split the difference. Maybe mid first round, but that can change too. And we shall see. He's tall. He can run like the wind. And his accuracy improved dramatically, and he can throw the deep ball. There's a lot to like with Jaden Daniels. And we shall see what he opts to do moving forward. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. Still to come, we'll touch on the Pelicans and their game at home against the Timberwolves tonight. Best team in the league, record-wise, tough matchup. But when we return, following this brief timeout, we'll visit with former Tulane football star Jimmy Ordno. Now, of course, part of the Fear the Wave Collective, the fundraising arm for Tulane and NIL. That's next here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. 
Wendy's Peppermint Frosty and Frosty Cream Cold Brew make the perfect gift for anyone in your life. Especially for you. Yeah, this year you're sitting on your own lap and getting yourself what you want. Finally. And if you need a little more pep in your step, get yourself a refreshing Peppermint Frosty Cream Cold Brew. Or you can give it to your mom. Whatever. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. Vanilla Frosty is temporarily unavailable. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-216-9922. That's 1-800-216-9922. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-216-9922. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl. New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans and Company. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. With a Chalupa Supreme beefy five-layer burrito, crunchy taco, cinnamon twist, and medium drink, Taco Bell's $5 cravings box is packed as ever. And $5 as ever. Get one at Taco Bell stores for a limited time only while supplies last. Contact store for price and participation, which vary. Drinks excludes freezes. Tax extra. While things are clearing up a little bit, we still have big problems. Eastbound I-10, Kennedy downtown. 19 minutes, only about a five-minute delay, but it is slow. Eastbound I-10 at Irish Bayou. Two right lanes blocked and traffic is crawling from Bullard Avenue. 54 minutes. I-10 eastbound from the high rise. The twin spans right now. Accident cleared westbound I-10 between Causeway Boulevard and Clearview Parkway. That's good news for you. Accident at the on-ramp. Jefferson Highway eastbound on-ramp to Causeway Boulevard. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports topics are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 504-260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Welcome back to the show. Ken Trahan with you on a Monday evening. And Tulane University introduced John Sumrall earlier today as its head coach, 42nd in the history of the program. And, of course, uh, a guy that is not only familiar with the program having worked here, but a coach that's had extreme success as a head coach. So with that, as I have said publicly, a really good get for Tulane University. Joining us now to talk about that and about the future of Tulane athletics, former Tulane player, Tulane fundraiser for the Fear of the Wave initiative, and 
and more. Lawyer, you name it. Jimmy or no Jimmy, it's always a pleasure. Welcome. Thank you, Ken. Happy to be here, man. Well, yeah, this... He said a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, so he, said, he said a mouthful. 42nd coach. You know, it's kind of hard to, to get to 42. Uh, it probably speaks to the lack of success in the past, you know, but, but here we are and we got a great one. You've seen Tulane at its best. You were there, of course, with Tommy Bowden when Tulane had its best season ever, some would argue last year was, but that was an undefeated football team and seventh in the nation. And you saw what that kind of success looked like then. You saw what that kind of success looked like the last couple of years under Willie Fritz. Uh, can that be sustained under John Sumrall? Well, yeah, I think it really can be. And, and you know, what what you see, what the, the sort of common thread you see between the 2022 team and even, you know, this year's team that, uh, you know, sitting here with only two losses gone into bowl, the bowl game. And, and, of course, my team in 98 is that, you know, you, you see a culture where, um, you know, a, a vast, vast majority of the locker room buys into the culture of the program. And, and that culture involves, you know, the uh, hard playing hard, playing disciplined football, um, you know, sacrifice for the good of the greater whole. And, you know, these are things that, that were present there. And then when you look at Coach Summerall's Troy teams, those are really kind of a hallmark of what you see there. I mean, they just – they were the tougher, more physical, harder-nosed team than their opponent in a very competitive league. I mean, you know, you look at the Sun Belt the last two years, it's been – extremely competitive a lot of good football teams there and, and for Troy to be the back-to-back champion really speaks well to him particularly you know Ken coming off of they were they had three straight losing seasons when he took over so really thrilled there that he can keep the momentum going yeah I think it's a it's a similar dynamic to what happened here with coach Fritz at Tulane able to take a program and and make it successful and sustain it uh, for a period of time I mean I throw out the two and ten season with everything that transpired here other than that uh, is a really good run for Coach Fritz and nothing but success to him moving forward and thank him for everything that he did. With Coach Sumrall, the familiarity with the university, with the program, with the marketplace, with high school coaches, all of that should serve him well aside from the obvious, which is he's been a very successful uh, Division One head coach. Yeah, I think it's great that he's been here and kind of he and his wife – uh, have both been here. They were here for three years and, and kind of know what New Orleans is about. And as we both know, uh, you know, New Orleans is a different taste than a lot of other places and, and particularly throughout the rural South, you know, and sometimes guys come in and it's just such a, a culture shock that, that that often can can be an attraction for them to leave when they get a chance. Maybe not necessarily the head coach position, but we've seen it at uh, other spots. You know, well, in this case, we, we have a guy who, um, who's been here. He knows what it's about. He enjoys the town. He likes being here. His wife likes being here. Um, and, and it was actually an attraction for him to come back. And, and so, you know, I feel really good about that part of it. And, you know, Tick, and he, when we talked, you know, he, he the, the ability to recruit here, you're such a, you're in such a great geographic position LSU's enjoyed this forever it's not just the great Louisiana talent but it's the easy access to major markets along the I-10 corridor and into North Louisiana and Arkansas it's just not hard to get access to great football players all within you know a four or five hour drive or 
you know, an hour, hour and a half flight, you know, and, and, and so you can just do more in terms of try, attracting kids here. And so when Tulane's doing things the right way, as it's been doing here of late, it's a great opportunity for any coach and, and to see, you know, Tulane, uh, it, the results speak for itself. You, you, you got the uh, 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 defending champion coach from another G5 league to come to your program. Fact of the matter is, it's a better job now than when Curtis Johnson was here and when John was here. It's a better job now. Absolutely, it is. And, and you know, it, um, it, it, it is. And, and, you know, there were a lot of challenges that those guys had to face. I mean, the history of losing and, you know, the at times not always there, uh, institutional support, all of those things kind of seem like a distant memory as, as hard as it is to believe because, you know, we lived with it so long. But, you know, when I look at what we're able to do uh, from a compensation standpoint, not only for the coach, but the assistants, and then, you know, some commitments to facilities that were attractive to Coach Summerall, um, you know, it, it is a very different place than what Coach Johnson uh, came into which coach Toledo came into certainly and certainly uh, it's a different uh, environment than when coach Fritz start, joined us you know and, and a lot of the credit does go to coach Fritz and what he built here to make it make it a, to, to demonstrate to put the proof of concept that you can win and win big at Tulane visiting with Jimmy Ordno uh, fear the wave collective of course fundraising arm for Tulane University and, and and with regard to the fear the wave collective Jimmy talk about where you're at right now and and how you're able to sustain the momentum you have and maybe grow it now with the hiring of Coach Summerall. Right. So we're the, you know, we're, we're closely associated with school, but, but, you know, of course we're a distinct, like all other NIL collectives uh, out there in the nation, but we're an NIL collective. You know, we raise funds uh, in order to, uh, to pool funds essentially to give them the players for using their name, image, and likeness and promotional opportunities. Um, and it's, it's the name of the game in college football these days. Uh, you know, our guys, essentially what they do is, is they make appearances for different charities around, and they've done work with all sorts of groups in the New Orleans area. It, it's great for them because it keeps them part of the community. And, and you know, when I, I use an example about how often and how committed they are to some of these groups, you know, like Son of a Saint and his place, some of the places we work with, when we needed to fill the stadium for the UTSA game, um, because the students were on break, you know, we called these groups and said, Hey, look, we can get tickets for you. If you're willing to put bodies in the seats. And, and I mean, they came through with hundreds of people. I mean, these kids, the kids in these programs and the administrators of these programs have a, such an attachment to our guys and what they're doing in the community. And so it's a great partnership there. Uh, but, but in addition to that, you know, we just seen great, a great groundswell of support for the Tulane community. Um, you know, NIL was very mysterious for a lot of people, and people were ambivalent about it for a long time. But I think people have come more accustomed to what it is, and it's not quite the boogeyman that many feared. And, um, you know, we just had a lot of success with fundraising and, and, and giving opportunities to our kids. You know, there's a few things we don't do, Ken. You know, we don't really get involved with any of the high school recruiting. It's really it's a platform for retention of talent. You know, we guys do well at Tulane. We, we try to take care of them uh, to keep them happy, keep them part of the program here. And then, of course, you know, as transfers come in, guys who have proven that they're bona fide Division One football players, uh, we look for opportunities to give those guys as well. It seems to me that the reception to Tulane now amongst 
not only high school prospective student athletes, but even in the transfer portal is good. Tulane succeeded in the transfer portal under Coach Fritz. The, the players they brought in were successful. In fact, uh, they really augmented and helped make this program what it was. The hope is that that can continue. So therefore, I guess more than anything else, and Coach Fritz, of course, talked about this frequently, uh, facilitation, indoor facility, that's exhibit A at this point. You know, payment for assistant coaches. The locker room is there now, uh, which is obviously an improvement. Uh, the Yeoman improvements, including suites and so forth, still on the table. All those things are still here. And frankly, if Tulane wants to be competitive at the highest level, these are things that Tulane must have. Yeah, you know, I, I've heard one of the, the, you know, top people at Gibson Hall, you know, on the, on the university side of things, describe it as these projects that you're describing, you know, including the uh, upgrade of Yulman Stadium and the back office support in terms of the sports performance aspects of that project you know he describes it as table stakes he they're not they're not saying hey we're going to do this and we're done we've done everything we need he's saying in order to be in the game to be competitive these are the types of things we must do this is college football today even in our own league and so i mean to hear that sort of strong statement from that type of person it's just you know, it, it really is a sea change from what we have historically heard. And it's just really heartening because it, it's it's demonstrating that there's an understanding on a university level that a strong athletics program, a strong academic program are not mutually exclusive, that the two go hand in hand, and that a strong athletic program actually complements your, your, your university mission. I think there's a lot of buy-in in that, and the proof's going to be in the pudding as shovels hit the ground, of course, but... But I, I do know from, from the folks I talked to and my understanding that, that this, these projects have advanced pretty far down the field at this point, and, and, the, and they're going forward. So, you know, just feel great, Ken, and I feel great about what they're doing, and it's, it's kind of up to us as people on the outside to also do our part to make sure that this is a program that we're all proud of. Of course, we'll have Coach Summerall speaking at the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club luncheon tomorrow at noon it's the awards luncheon honoring 15 players of the week and we'll introduce our player of the year coach of the year and team of the year as well and john will be there look forward to having him there before a big crowd at the cannery at 3803 toulouse street tomorrow at noon uh, final final word here you know jimmy with regard to you know this program this future is this finally the time uh, that the commitment is there from this university we all remember the Winnebago's on Wednesday comments when you were there, which didn't sit well with anybody that supported athletics. Uh, you've got to make the commitment. Do you sense that this is the time and this is the place? It is. You know, Ken, I think, I think you know, when you look at it, it was kind of scary to think of a, um, uh, they were saying that, that when they do these big, you know, billion-dollar push initiatives type of things at the school, you know, one of the four pillars they identified was as, as support for the athletics program. And that was the first time in any of these big pushes that university has ever made um, where that's been the case, where, where af athletics was identified as a pillar of the push. And, you know, that's what the university is willing to do. Of course, it requires, you know, it, it is a fundraising push, right? It requires the, the Tulane University co community to do its part. And, and, and But you're seeing that. You're seeing a lot of people new people, people who are not have been historically tied to the program. You can remember the old days where you know, it was four, three, four, five great men who just kind of ran, you know, funded everything for yep. us. I mean, you, you, you and I go back that far. And yep. It takes a lot more than that in today's day and age. And, 
and thankfully, you know, some of these people are stepping up with the big, big checks. And, and as, as you know, we had three sold out buildings here uh, this year. And Ken, you know, I mean, it, it, we, it takes the New Orleans community. Everybody can do different things to support it. Are we going to be LSU anytime soon? No. You know, I mean, I think that's we got to be realistic about that. But but can we be a, a program that's winning the American for now uh, on a regular basis? Sure. Are, are we a program that's going to make ourselves the most attractive team to, to move into one of the bigger leagues? I think that's also true at this point. And so it, it, it does feel like it's now, Ken. Uh, the, our future is in our hands at this point. And if we do what we're supposed to do, um, you know, and that started – yeah, it started before it, but, you know, I think culminated or, or is peaking with the hiring of Coach Summerall. Man, look, it, it, the future is ours if we want it, and it, it sure does seem like we want it, and, and, and that's an exciting thing as a Tulane fan. Amen to that. About 30 seconds, tell people about Fear the Wave Collective, how they can get involved. Yep, the Fear the Wave Collective is a 501c3 um, that that is a public charity. Uh, it's uh, You can go to our website, ftwcollective.com, to find out uh, how to get involved. With the program, um, you know, it, it's basically you give donations to, to the program and then we find ways, opportunities for the athletes to benefit from their name, image, and likeness. So it's a win for the players. It's a win for the donors because they get the tax right off and, and it's a win for Tulane University. Jimmy Ordno, thank you for the visit. Nothing but success. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Have a wonderful experience here over the next few weeks. Merry Christmas, Ken. Roll wave. You got it, buddy. Thank you, Jimmy Ordno, Tulane Field the Wave Collective. All right, we'll take a time out here, back with a final word as we continue with more of All Access for a Monday Night. Ken Trahan with you on Nash Icon, 106.1 FM, and on the web we're at nashfm1061.com. Oh, I think we're lost again. Wait, what does that sign over there say? Caution, wildlife crossing? No, next to it. If you're a 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of serious consequences from RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, compared to adults younger than 60. Ouch, I didn't know that. Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. RSV vaccines, including Pfizer's, are available. Learn more at bewareofrsv.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. Here's some things you probably don't know about Dudley DeBosier. I make a mean jambalaya. But I stay clear of the kitchen. My favorite way to relax is sitting down with a good book. Me? I have four kids. I haven't relaxed in 20 years. And I love a good crawfish etouffee. Heck, when I do crawfish, it's just peel and eat. But despite our differences, there's one important thing we have in common. We're lawyers who love helping people. Demand Deli DeBosier, 444-4444. Chad Deli, New Orleans, LA 23156596. It's Macy's Great Gift Sale. Take an extra 20% off gift ideas from designers they'll love with your coupon or Macy's card. That's on top of great deals on women's sweaters, coats, and PJs, 25 to 50% off. Beauty essentials from Origins, Elizabeth Arden, and more, 25 to 40% off. And the season's hottest toys, 15 to 50% off. Plus, everyone gets $10 Macy's money for every $50 spent. Now at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply. This year, Staples will not be celebrating the holidays. Instead, we're celebrating the holiday deals with amazing savings for the holiday season. Save 50% on custom holiday cards, save 50% on custom invitations, and save 50% on custom photo gifts like mugs and calendars. During Staples holiday deals, it's not about the ho, ho, ho. It's about saving do, do, do. Save 50% on custom cards, invitations, and photo gifts today at Staples. And 1216. Visit staples.com slash print for more details. 
details. Hey guys, Chris Brockman here. Prize picks. It's the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. And now I can play during basketball season two. I can take combo projections across both sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less their projection, and place your entry. You could turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And Prize Picks is the only DFS platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game if one of your players goes down. Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit slash primetime and use the code primetime. That's code primetime at slash primetime for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. Hey guys, Chris Brockman here. Prize Picks, it's the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. And now I can play during basketball season two. I can take combo projections across both sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less their projection, and place your entry. You could turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And Prize Picks is the only DFS platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game if one of your players goes down. Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit slash primetime and use the code primetime. That's code primetime at slash primetime for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on All Access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. Welcome back to the show as we get set to put a wrap on things here this evening. Of course, Monday Night Football, boy, you've got two for the price of one here. Right? As you're dealing with two games, one on ESPN, one on ABC, you've got the Tennessee Titans at 4-8 and eight against the Miami Dolphins, 9-3 and three Dolphins in that fight for the top seed in the AFC right now. And then you've got the game on ABC, which is the Green Bay Packers surging a bit at 6-6. Six and six. And this one's interesting for Saints fans because they're playing the New York Giants, who are 4-8. and eight. The Giants are the Saints' next opponent. They're 4-8. and eight. They're not very good. And they're playing on Monday night. And they got to travel to New Orleans. So there should be some inherent advantages for the New Orleans Saints when it comes to next week's matchup. Giants on a short week. Giants not that good to begin with. Giants having to travel. Of course, the Saints not that good either, and they're going to have to play significantly better against the Giants, even though the Giants aren't that good. They're certainly better than the hapless Carolina team we saw yesterday. So two Monday night games, and of course the Pelicans. Finally, as we close things out tonight, against the team with the best record in the NBA, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have taken two from New Orleans already, including a one-point game in New Orleans. Pelicans coming off of their worst performance of the year against the Lakers this past weekend in the semifinals of the in-season tournament. It was an embarrassment. It was a terrible performance, and obviously one that you want to erase and flush as quickly as possible. We'll see if New Orleans responds well or if there's any carryover whatsoever. They don't play well against this team 
tonight. They'll get blown out. Timberwolves' best record in the NBA. Timberwolves have won six consecutive games. They're a really good basketball team. And Edwards is an elite player, and their two bigs have found a way to play together and play quite well together. Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. A lot of people speculated that would not happen. Well, it has. And then, of course, all the discussion about Zion Williamson disappearing in games, not getting back on defense, being overweight. It's now become a widespread discussion brought to the attention of the nation by national pundits, in particular Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, and to a degree Kenny Smith, who all have credibility within the NBA community. And a couple of those guys, big bigs, if you will, that really understood the nature of weight and being in shape and being able to be productive at the highest level of the sport. We'll see, and we'll see how much pride Zion has too because he's a talented player. Will he get himself in better shape, and will he 